The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. In Texas, a woman who is accused of murdering her romantic rival in a love triangle escapes by faking a leg injury. In West Virginia, a teacher is headed for another type of detention after using duct tape on a student's mouth. And Mike's apparent love affair with Alec Murdoch continues oh, as he brings you some breaking news. Oh, my God. These stories and more are coming at you today, Monday, October 23rd on Real Life Real Crime Daily. And I'm Jim Chapman. I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agamino. I can't help it. The guy's just he, he sexy. Is, I mean, he's just sexy. Well, he, he, he's definitely uh, different. Yeah. <laughs> and his news is interesting almost always yeah. for whatever uh, reason. This bit of news is pretty interesting. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I so, have to agree. Alec. Uh, y'all had a good weekend? Had a had a phenomenal weekend. Good. How about you, Mike? My football teams all suck. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be sitting in Wisconsin. And football suck. I'm, I am sick of entire of quarterbacks getting like kissed, scratched, barely touched, and flags getting thrown for fifty. This it, what happened to football? I it's agree with be, that. It's supposed to be yeah, freaking football. When I football. was a kid, you were supposed to knock the snot out of them. And well, they protect the quarterback them. a little bit too much for my taste these yeah. days. It was so right. funny. I was watching uh, last weekend because they were doing uh, famous linebacker from the uh, Chicago Bears heyday, uh, Dick Butkus, passed mm-hmm. away. Yeah. Best linebacker yeah. ever, in my opinion. Okay, but they ran this package of like three minutes of Butkus highlights. It was killing me, Everything he did was a penalty right, today. Right, yeah, <laughs> Every yeah, single thing right. in that package was 15 it. yards that's today. Because yeah, that's the way they played back then. But that's now you can't, we you can't do anything. We I saw Tom together. Brady the other day with a, a, a post talking about how yeah. it's basically flag football for quarterbacks at this yeah. point. Ridiculous. Well, Sorry, Giants, you suck anyway. into some crime time for Monday. Got a crazy story out of uh, Texas, and this is this was a pretty pretty big story that just keeps uh, adding adding you know events to it, and it is based around a woman named Caitlin Armstrong, and this Texas woman is suspected in the love triangle murder of a romantic rival before she led U.S. Marshals on a forty three day international manhunt, and now. She's accused of picking the lock on her handcuffs with a pen uh, and making an escape. She spent months vigorously preparing for it. Now, let me tell you about this woman. Armstrong, 35, is scheduled to go on trial on October 30th for the shooting death of professional cyclist Anna Moe Wilson, who police found shot to death after she went on a date with Armstrong's boyfriend, fellow pro cyclist, Colin Strickland. However, you were going to say Lance Armstrong. Well, she was never with Lance. This one, right? No, not that I'm aware of. Um, however, Armstrong made a last ditch effort to escape on Wednesday, slipping her cuffs 
stripping off her pants and sprinting nearly a mile before cops tackled her. After the slaying, she flew to New York to obtain her sister's passport, and this is prior to this escape. Then Costa Rica, she dyed her hair and assumed a new identity. She began dating and teaching yoga in Santa Teresa Beach using fake names, including Beth, Air, and Liz. Now, this woman is, and it's important to say this, in shape. She yeah, yeah. she is uh, not only a yoga teacher. I mean, she looks in shape. She's mm-hmm. uh, and that's important to this story. When police arrested her, she had a bandage on her face that she claimed came from a surfing accident. Her lawyer denies that she got a nose job down there, but photos taken before and after appear to show differences in her face. So they eventually caught her in Costa Rica. But she had, you know, they're thinking she had actually she, some work done. She, she had to be in shape, but she also had, had to have access to we're money. Gonna, we're right? going to get into that. Um, so she gets arrested. She gets back, brought back to the United States. She's in Texas. And last week, she says she has a leg injury. Uh, she convinces jail guards to bring her to an orthopedics clinic. Mm-hmm. So as she and two corrections officers are exiting the medical building after the appointment, Armstrong just takes off. The officers pursue her on foot for approximately 10 minutes. They couldn't catch her. her. She Uh, She used some Lance Armstrong's dope. She literally sprinted a mile. Um, The officers in hot pursuit – you know, staying within eyesight of her. Investigators <laughs> believe she used a metal pin, like almost like a hairpin, and part of a spool of dental floss to pick the lock on her handcuffs. Let me tell you something. It's almost impossible. I've tried and tried. I spent years on cell blocks at nighttime trying to pick them. But if they had done her correctly, mm-hmm. then the the handcuff key would be on the inside, so you can't reach it. So there fuck, you go. They fucked up and put it on the wrong side. Well, they did. She managed to pick those handcuffs, and she slips out of the cuffs during a 10-minute escape attempt. She ended up injuring two guards and sprinted for that mile. While on the run, she strips out of her black and white jail pants. Uh, she had a long. She had on long thermal underwear underneath in an effort to disguise her appearance as an inmate. Right. So it was the typical striped right. inmate clothing. Right. You can literally see on the video, she's stripping, you know, people yeah. see this and they right. get out the phone. Uh, jailhouse surveillance video shows her exercising vigorously for months, running, doing squats and yoga to prepare for the escape. Because of her complaints of a leg injury, she was able to convince guards not to place her in leg restraints Mm. before she took off running, smart thinking. A bystander recorded a few seconds of the short-lived event on a cell phone video. It shows Armstrong sprinting through the back of a parking lot as a guard tries to keep up, and and we'll post this. The guard actually stumbles and falls. Um, Early in the attempt, Armstrong started to scale a six-foot-tall fence when the guard tackled her from behind. They both fell. She gets up, hops over, and keeps running. Uh, Armstrong is a former yoga teacher and high school athlete who maintained her active lifestyle and, while not a professional rider, was an avid cyclist before her arrest. So what she did to get in all this trouble, she's accused of killing Wilson on May 11th of 2022, police say her Grand Cherokee appeared on surveillance video near the crime scene moments before the shooting, and shell casings recovered near Wilson's body matched Armstrong's pistol. Mm. Mm. Wilson and Strickland ap- allegedly had a brief fling in the past. On the night of the murder, they went swimming together at a public pool in Austin, Texas, and then to dinner across the street. Police questioned her early in the investigation, but they let her go without charges. She sells the Jeep, skips town, and by the time she was uh, named in an arrest warrant, authorities couldn't find her. She was being held on a $3.5 million bail in the murder case, a sum that has now increased by $50,000 for the escape attempt. So, um... This lady has quite a, uh, you know, uh, she has quite a gas tank. I mean, right. she, you know, to, to sprint for that long, but very interesting, uh, very interesting case when you really dig yeah. into it. Yeah. Uh, and 
you know, I thoughts know. go out to the, the family you, of the person you just she can't killed. Get out. I mean, most people when they escape, they're hiding in the local neighborhood. This chick was in Costa Rica having nose jobs. And, and and she, yeah, she had to have money from and could not fit. She was three months. Maybe she was like they were that, look, that, that Aussie for lady and making ten thousand a day on on OnlyFans or something. Yeah, she might have been. Yeah, but I don't know. You know. Let's go back to school days, boys. And I was, my parents used to make, okay. You just made me think of something with uh, that case that I left out. So when they caught her in Costa Rica, she had $450,000 cash. Say, she, she had to have money for somewhere. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah. Uh, it's interesting. Because most people just don't have the means to get away, right? Right. Like, oh, we're going to go to Mexico. Well, motherfucker, you can't even make it a taco. <laughs> on your budget, right? Much less run for the border. Exactly. All right. So back to school days, you know, I was pretty, I guess I was pretty much the worst kid in my school and, and famous for it. And uh, even at a very young age, my parents, uh, my dad would, at the beginning of the school year, would bring the teacher a paddle and it had holes in it. It was just for me. And I had... Probably and once gave a week, her I had to or him over. permission to. Been, yeah, I have to bend over in front of the whole class and grab my ankles and they beat the shit out of me. Right? Can't get away with that nowadays. But I don't think my parents would allow this to happen. So, a 43 year old West Virginia middle school teacher was arrested last week for allegedly physically abusing a juvenile male student. It's alleged that Cassandra sister, or I'm sorry, Sisler used duct tape as well as a stronger tape, must have been Gorilla Tape, to cover the student's mouth, bind his hands, and wrap his head during the class time. That's pretty fucking unexcusable. This occurred on four separate occasions. Sisler was taken into custody on Friday and charged with four counts of child abuse in connection to the conduct. According to the report, all four incidents involved Sisler using duct tape to restrain the student took place earlier this month in her classroom at Central Preston Middle School in Kingwood, West Virginia. A probable cause affidavit states the male student told troopers with the West Virginia State Police Department that Sisler first placed the tape over his mouth on October 2nd and repeated some form of the punishment every day through October the 5th. His teacher put duct tape over his mouth from ear to ear, police wrote, uh, in the affidavit, adding that the abuse took place in the middle of the class. The victim also re- um, noted that his lips and mouth were red and sore when he was able to remove the tape. You think? A, a similar situation unfolded on October 3rd, which is when the victim re- uh, reported that Sisler again put duct tape over his mouth from ear to ear in the middle of class. The victim claimed that Sisler changed her taxes the following day, October 4th, when she again taped over his mouth from ear to ear, but also grabbed his hands and wrapped his wrists in duct tape. The victim went on to say, on Thursday, October 5th, Sisler once again escalated the seriousness of the situation by bringing in stronger tape, which she then wrapped around his head and over his mouth and onto his shoulders. Following her arrest, Sisler was booked into the jail in Preston County and held in lieu of a $40,000 bond, $10,000 for each of the charges, y'all. Preston County Board of Education Superintendent said he could not comment on Sisler's current employment status, but noted that the Board of Education has already contacted the appropriate authorities and they were cooperating and all that good bullshit. Mm. But, I mean, you know, I thought if you can't spank a motherfucker anymore, how do you think you can get away with duct tape in their <laughs> arms and heads and everything else? Well, I, I would think... West Virginia would be one of those places where maybe teachers would get away with more than, say, they might in California or maybe in or New places. York. But how awful do you have to be you as a be kid? A, I mean, how just out of control awful do you be, have to be, be as a kid to get? I, I, don't, I don't know. They are how, because she had to lose her mind yeah. completely. But, and she had to bring duct tape. Yeah, I mean, so that's she had specific intent to tape this dude up. They didn't give his name, but he might. Yeah, that's, that yeah, might that's be premeditated. And then, and then when he was working his way out of the regular duct tape, she came back with some gorilla tape. Yeah, gorilla tape is so strong. Oh, yeah. My buddy flipped his truck one night and um, went to assist, swim. Went to assist him, and all we had was gorilla tape and swim. Tied the gorilla tape to his truck into that truck and pulled it. Not no only did we way. pull it over, not only did we pull it over, pulled it down the street, sparks flying. You're kidding. Nope. That's some bad shit. No, I actually did some research and found out what happened on the first day yeah. of that story. So the, the kids 
refer to this kid. <clears throat> they just call him Dirty Johnny. That's his nickname <laughs> in the school. Where's the pee running down my leg? And <laughs> and so the teacher was doing uh, an alphabet. You know, she'd give a letter and have the kid in the class uh, give a word and spell it that begins with that letter. So you know, she'd go to Cindy. Cindy, give me a, right. a word with A and Apple right, right, A P P L E. And went all the way through the alphabet with all the kids in the class and, and got to, to R. Yep. And she thought, well, there are no dirty words, words that right. begin with R. So she called on Johnny. Uh, you know what he said? And what did he say? He said, R is for rat. R-A-T. And his teacher's saying, well, that's not so bad. And the dirty Johnny said, big ass dirty motherfucking rat. <laughs> <laughs> with a dick this yeah. big. Oh, yeah, with a dick this big. Yeah. I didn't never heard the dick part. Sorry. Old Dirty uh, Johnny Joe couldn't uh, resist. But that uh, other one was, Jim's looking at us. The other like, one was P. He got to the P. Yeah. And she was like, uh, uh, and, oh. And that that had could say, be had Dirty Johnny. Though, we may have found He said the whole alphabet and left out the P. She said, because uh, he wanted to go to the bathroom. So <laughs> she said, Dirty Johnny, where's the P? He said, running down my leg. <laughs> <laughs> I think we found Dirty Johnny. No, Dirty Johnny. He's in West Virginia. Miss Sisler's class. All right. <clears throat> Sorry, folks. He's back. Who? Alec. Oh, the God. Here he comes. We warned you that this could happen. Yes, it could. All Woody team member, disgraced attorney, South Carolina prison system heartthrob, convicted murderer of Maggie and Pawpaw, and slippery as shit MFR Alec Murdaw has won a significant legal victory in his Uh-oh. quest for a new double murder trial. Uh-oh. On Tuesday, the South Carolina Court of Appeals granted Murdaw's request to hold his appeal in abeyance and remand the case to the circuit court. There in circuit court, Murdaw's attorneys will file for a new trial based on newly discovered evidence under state judicial rules. Chief Justice Bruce Williams issued the order that reads, quote, after careful consideration, we grant appellant's motion. The recent ruling to stay the appeal and remand the case for a hearing on Murdaugh's motion for a new trial is welcome news, Murdaugh's uh, genius attorneys, Harputlian and the other guy Griffin said in a prepared statement. We intend to proceed expeditiously and we will seek a full-blown evidentiary hearing addressing the serious allegations pertaining to improper jury communications by the clerk of the court. This lady, Becky Hill, Rebecca Hill, the Colleton County clerk of the court, you may remember, released a book shortly after the trial. She's been involved in a couple of different TV productions around the trial, but this motion alleges that Hill instructed jurors not to be, quote, misled by evidence presented in Mr. Murdaugh's defense and told jurors not to be fooled by Mr. Murdaugh's testimony in his own defense. You might also recall that she was instrumental in getting a particular juror removed from the original jury pool, which I think is the main thing driving this puppy. So in early September, this motion was filed that alleged rampant jury tampering, including intentional removal of a juror sympathetic to the defense. And South Carolina law leans heavily toward the convicted criminal defendant in such cases. In these allegations, if these allegations are substantiated and found true, a new trial would be the result. So Tuesday's development was the first important hurdle in this thing. Murdoch's attorneys say it's only a matter of time that Alec is entitled to a new trial and will get a new trial. Whether it's uh, Judge Newman by the Court of Appeals, by the Supreme Court, or by the federal courts, based on the evidence that we have developed, he is entitled to a new trial. The prospect of a second trial of the century would be a major embarrassment to the state. This I did not know, but the original trial was the longest in the history of the state of South Carolina and the most expensive in the history of the state of South Carolina. So they could be going in for the second time here Hmm. because it seems like this woman might have gone too far. get, Get a jury from where? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That'd be a tough one. It, 
you know, regardless of that, though, he's he's in trouble for all that fraud yeah, shit. He, he'll never get out of jail. He's a murdering piece of shit. Uh, even they, even if that case still, never got tried they're again. They're still going to get uh, get him. They'll get him again. Yeah. So. Well, Shout out to Astro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. My allergies are throwing my whole morning off. Do I sound different to you? I love that. You sound like, <laughs> it's that time of year, though, bro. I sound different to me. I feel like I'm in a submarine. Yeah, well, have you tried Astapro? It's faster, bro. Oh. Right? Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Hey, I use this, and you should too, Jim. Last weekend, I planted my garden, and it's that time of the year, and my allergies really kicked up with it, right? I use Astapro every time my nasal allergies flare up, and I'm always amazed at how fast I'm back in the game, down on those roads, playing my stuff. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to AstaproAllergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O Allergy.com. It's faster, bro. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Astapro and go. It's springtime, boys. The grass is green, the birds are chirping, and the kids will be out of school soon. That makes it the perfect time to plan a family vacation. And we know from the stories we cover that this is not exactly the time to take the family to the Caribbean. You don't want to end up in the middle of some cartel drug shootout. So this year, it's time to take an international journey. And of course, a big international trip is just one reason to learn a new language with Rosetta Stone. You might have a different one. Maybe you want to connect with family or friends living overseas. Maybe you want to acquire a new skill for work or better understand a certain culture. Rosetta Stone has helped me have fun with my mother and at least have partial conversations in Italian after only a few lessons. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users in 25 languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and many more. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways. No English translation, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. Intuitive process, you pick up a language naturally. Designed for long-term retention. Speech recognition. The true accent feature is like having a personal trainer for your accent. Rosetta Stone is convenient and an amazing value. That's right, Woody. A lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Real Life Real Crime and Daily Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Sayonara. Oh, we cover, you know, we cover a lot of a lot of different crimes on this show. One I'm not sure if we've ever covered was contractor fraud. Mm, uh, major major that. issue. I'm sure there's a lot of listeners out there that have maybe been on the other side of of contractor fraud, which is absolutely uh, you know a disgusting way to make a living. But uh, uh, pool company in Florida is in some really hot water. No pun intended. Uh, the Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody is suing a pool construction company and its owner for ripping off dozens of customers. Cox Pools of the Gulf Coast and its owner Hillary Bellow misrepresented the timeline for the pools to be built and refused to issue refunds to customers for work not performed. Moody said customers paid the company more than $1.5 million on untimely and unfinished projects. Uh, both Erica Villabos and Philip Majewski said their financial future is in ruins because Cox Pool 
of the Gulf Coast. We're tanked financially for years to come. All the plans and college funds are on hold for the next five years. It's very difficult. Majewski's pool sat unfinished in his backyard for months after signing a contract with Cox Pools in April of 2021 to build a pool. He paid the company $70,000 in the form of three installments, but he said the company just stopped construction in July of 2021, and they tried to blame that on materials and labor. He said the last communication with the company was in December of 2021 when they told him his pool would be completed by May of 2022, but he never heard back from them. It was a similar story for many other customers. Uh, One customer in particular paid Cox Pools of the Gulf Coast $64,000 for a pool that was eventually finished, but they said multiple parts were installed incorrectly, costing them tens of thousands of dollars to fix. Uh, in June, Bellow was arrested by the Manatee County Sheriff's Office and charged with embezzlement and organized fraud in connection with unfinished pools. Uh, Moody uh, filed this lawsuit against Bellow and the company on Monday, seeking a monetary judgment against them for misrepresenting the timelines for the pools to be built and refusing to issue refunds to customers for work not performed. Cox Pools and its owners ripped off more than 25 Florida customers taking more than $1.5 million and never finishing the agreed-upon jobs. The consumers were left with dangerous holes in their backyard and severe financial losses. Crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and look, it happens. You know, it's not limited to pools. Hey, it happened, it happens it happened to me after um, uh, Katrina didn't get my fishing camp, but Rita did, and – Dude came in and I gave him a, a down payment for materials or whatever. Yeah, he skipped. Like I wasn't gonna arrest his fucking ass. Well, the the timing there, because it's 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 one of those things where if you do that to somebody with a pool, it's not like they're not gonna come after you. Yeah. It's a pool. Yeah, they, they got money. And yeah. so April of twenty one, because I was going through. I just moved here. I was going through the uh, construction of you know we did some demolition work and we're reconstructing parts of the house. And after Ida, forget about it. Right. Can't, can't uh, supply chain workers. problems. I couldn't get any can't of the stuff, uh, uh, appliances yeah. I'd ordered for the kitchen yep. could, and half of the workers had gone to yeah. Texas right, and other right, had to, right. went places where they work. could, where they could get work. Chasing and so given that, uh, uh, that timing, which is, you know, it's pandemic timing, uh, obviously as well, it just—I don't know why the guy didn't just declare bankruptcy because it looks like that should have been the route he should have—he should have gone down because his business getting, was falling apart. Still getting more checks from other people. Yeah, uh, ugly. Hey, look, let's come back to Ago's hometown now, New Orleans, right? And if you're gonna carjack somebody, I guess you don't really know. It'd be like if they try to carjack me, they're gonna spring leaks. But Jason Williams who serves as the district attorney in New Orleans, um, y'all is going to be one of the ADAs, he's not the head guy, um, was held. I thought he was. Is he? Well, yeah, I think maybe, he is. Maybe he's new in, then I, uh, I missed, well, I've been out for a while. So We've been thinking it's Harry Connick Sr. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so uh, Jason Williams, who serves as the district attorney in New Orleans, was held at gunpoint on Monday night as carjackers took his vehicles. Williams was helping his 78-year-old mom into the car at the time. Both Williams and his mother are unharmed. The armed suspects involved in the carjacking were also responsible for another carjacking in the area. D.A. Williams and his mother were unharmed and both thanked the NOPD for their hard work tonight and every night responding for crime victims, uh, a spokesman for the D.A.'s office said. The NOPD have now arrested a man in connection with the carjacking in the Lower Garden District. Y'all's people had been got, the man told police. <laughs> Y'all's people had been got. Yeah, yeah. The man's name is Raymond Roshan, 18, and he's been charged with unauthorized use of a motor vehicle and possession of a stolen vehicle, which means they can't prove that he was the one that did the carjacking. They they just found him in the the vehicle. Williams was helping his mother, that's the DA, Janice Rogers, into the back of the sports utility vehicle in the 1000 block of Ray Street when the two masked men pulled up beside them driving a blue pickup truck. Armed with handguns, they demanded the SUV. And less than 30 minutes later, and just a few blocks away, the same blue pickup truck pulled up alongside a woman at 1800 block of Barone Street. 
Two masked men demanded the woman's Honda Civic at gunpoint, and she was not injured. Police used surveillance footage to determine the license plate of the pickup truck, and it, guess what? It was stolen also. At 8 a.m. Tuesday, police found the truck parked in the, um, on North Memorial Street in New Orleans East. Police surveilled the vehicle for more than eight hours before they saw three men, all wearing black, I guess they were dressed for work, headed back toward the truck. One of the men's was Raymond Roshan. The keys to the stolen truck were in Roshan's hand, and Roshan confessed to the police on the spot. It's not immediately clear if the other suspect remained at large. In the incident, as a reminder of the crime issues New Orleans is facing, and according to a July report from Wallet Hub, New Orleans ranks fourth in the country in homicides with 10.42 homicide cases per 100,000. So all you fans that were in the Superdome on uh, last Thursday night when New Orleans played, I mean, 10 of you got killed. New Orleans Mayor Latoya Cantrell has impaneled a task force, blah, 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 whatever. She's, she's an idiot. <laughs> I mean, I mean cred her with anything. <laughs> Would you consider that an official break of our no politics policy on the yeah, cause, uh, Just because her name was in there and she's an idiot? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. We're trying to be a little more lax okay. with these kind of things. Well, it, I want, you know, what kind of luck do you have to have right, to you know your ass is carjack going. the freaking DA? You know you, I mean, that's – right. You know it's your bad. ass is chief going of police to or something. That's yeah. when, they, when they broke into my ship when I was up hunting Red River. And uh, uh, I had to come home, and, and you know, I just got lucky, right, and, and did some shit, and I got all my shit back. But the, um, that guy for car burglary got him seven years, which is unheard of. He didn't have criminal history. I told the DA, I said, I want that motherfucker in jail. And they did it, and then they let him out. They called me after three eight, three years and said, he's up for parole. Do you care? Because I mean, we'll certainly keep him here. I said, I don't care if he gets out. Tell him if he ever comes around my house again, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> So. Well, I'll tell you, uh, guaranteed they're not going to be plea bargaining with this. No, guy. He said they, the, the attorney general's office is going to have no to deal. Have, he's got to recuse himself. <laughs> uh, it's not like he can get one of his ADAs up there to prosecute. That's him. funny. I wonder. Yeah. It's New Orleans. I wonder if yeah. he will. Oh, maybe so. Maybe they'll get the mayor to do it. Well, you know what they say, guys. Hell hath no, no fury. fury like a woman's scorn. And this Navy Petty Officer would be the woman scorned in Navy. our story. Navy. Is he authorized for Navy storage? I, I don't am. know. Yes. I thought I only reported I Navy so. I am NCIS, Wait, okay. all NCIS-related stories because <laughs> I am a major fan of special agent, very special agent, Anthony Dinozo from the go. NCIS series. So I get to do We'll give stories. you content over... Services. Yeah. Take, okay. I've got so much goodwill in now with the board. It's, you know, <laughs> I had so many opportunities to sue you guys over this egg thing. Uh, hey, you're going to get sued anyway. I'm going <laughs> to sue you right now. A member of the U.S. Navy who claims to be the spouse of a Jamaican parliament member is being detained in Jamaica over a complex murder for hire plot that killed his lover and their 10-month-old daughter. Jamaican authorities allege that Leota Bradshaw, a Navy petty officer and cook stationed in Miami as part of a recruiting team, stands accused of two counts each of murder, conspiracy to commit murder, kidnapping, and conspiracy to kidnap. Prosecutors say she hired two hitmen. She did not go to rentahitman.com, which might have helped her in this case. Mm -hmm. She hired two hitmen to kill Toshina Patterson and her daughter, Soraya Paulwell, in a jealous rage after discovering that her romantic partner was the child's father. Both were brutally murdered and both bodies were disposed of, Kingston Deputy Commissioner of Police Fitz Bailey said at a press conference last week. Mon, it was one of the... <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I just tried to wait. Mon, it was one of the most painful investigation for that team I seen. <laughs> That's what he said. Authorities say Bradshaw conspired with her cousin Roland Balfour, age 30, to 
contract two men who ultimately ended up kidnapping and murdering the mother and daughter and then burning their bodies. She learned of the existence of young Paulwell on Wednesday, the 5th of September, a prosecutor told the judge on October 14th. Having learned of the existence of the child, she contacted Patterson on Facebook and informed her that she was Paulwell's wife and that she had learned about their love child learned about their affair and their love child. Bradshaw advised Patterson that a DNA test should be done to determine the paternity of the child. After this brief exchange, the now deceased Patterson blocked Bradshaw from her social accounts. The man at the center of the defendant's alleged jealousy is a well-known member of Jamaican parliament by the name of Philip Paulwell. The past few weeks have been extremely difficult for me as I grappled with the abduction of my daughter and her mother, Paulwell said on Instagram. That anyone could murder a mother and an innocent baby is unimaginable, and my heart is heavy with sadness. The member of parliament has not addressed the allegations made by Jamaican prosecutors that the woman alleged to be responsible for the two deaths is is actually his wife. The allegations are that she traveled to Jamaica for the sole purpose of killing Tashina Patterson and the young child she shared with her spouse. The Crown's allegations are that the accused, through her cousin and co-accused Roland Balfour, contracted men to kidnap and murder the two. Balfour stands accused of two counts each of conspiracy to commit murder and conspiracy to kidnap. The two other men involved, Roshan Miller, 29, and Richard Brown, 30, face various charges as well. The Crown's case is that Bradshaw took Patterson to Stony Hill, which is in the vicinity of the home where she was staying, at this location, Bradshaw handed over Patterson and Soraya to the Richard Brown guy that we just talked about. Um, after this, Patterson and her young child were taken to another location where they were shot and killed and their bodies burned. The case is before the Supreme Court Justice Simone Wolf Reese, that's Supreme Court in Jamaica. The Navy acknowledged the petty officer's arrest in comments to WTVJ in Miami. The matter is currently under investigation still by Jamaican authorities and the NCIS, that's Naval Criminal Investigative Service, the agency said. So I don't know what's going to happen here. Sounds like serious pain. business predictions. Pain. Sounds like military Denozo, stuff. Right. Denozo yeah. needs to get she down might there. Catch a firing squad. Military you know, they, gets involved is they, bad. They canceled the NCIS Los Angeles. They they can they canceled the LL Cool J show. Never watched it. I think they canceled it after didn't Biden called him LL LJ LL Cool or something during something where he was getting an award. I don't watch it. Maybe it was either. after that, and they decided he wasn't cool enough to have a show anymore. But. Uh, you know, I want them to bring Denozo back and put him in L.A. That would oh, be perfect. So duly noted, sir. Yes, important for all you NCIS fans. <laughs> so we've done twenty-four a- seasons. That show ran. By the way, I mean, it's a pretty successful show. Sorry, beat that record. So we have covered many stories on here about squatters. Yeah. Yes, and we have. you know, one in particular, and. In the Baton Rouge area, that was mm. trying to sell a house, yeah, squatting like in. How about that? But I think we one up that this time because we right. got some squatters in Atlanta that ran an illegal strip club inside yeah. the home they were squatting. Nice, yeah, yeah. good idea. How about that? Got to make use of the premises. That's right. Four men were arrested in Atlanta uh, for squatting in a home and running an illegal strip club out of the residence. A SWAT team infiltrated the home Sunday and arrested four men who were illegally living in a home in the Thaxton Reserve community of South Fulton, Georgia. Neighbors said that the group of four were neighbors from hell who ran an alleged strip club on the weekends, street raced up and down the residential streets. Don't draw attention to yourself. And occasionally, get this, had live Horses in the front yard. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. A lot of partying. They had an illegal strip strip club on the weekends, one neighbor told uh, the news. They would get out live horses. One day they had live horses, another neighbor said. I can't figure out where the horses fit yeah, in. Where the horses fit into the Maybe strip club business games, model. That's, uh, I think Woody's uh, on, the, on the track yeah. right there. Uh, neighbors regularly complained about the squatters, but nothing was done until Sunday when a SWAT team raided the trashed property. So they brought in SWAT right. for that one. Uh, plate reader indi- readers indicated a stolen car was on the property, 
And uh, authorities also found a stolen gun, two stolen cars, stolen IDs, and Holy stolen shit. credit cards inside everything. the home. But his horses were stolen, too. Yeah. <laughs> Officials identified the four squatters, and, and all four suspects were booked into the Fulton County Jail on multiple charges, including several counts of theft by receiving stolen property. Police said they are now monitoring the home to make sure no one returns. Wow. So somebody's going to show up and be like, where's the strip club? Or where the horses are on the track. Or where the horses. Yeah. I mean, you can't make that up. They really could get horses, tax evasion, too, because you know that they were getting a percentage from the strippers, and the strippers weren't W-9 employees. That would have been a great Ashton Kutcher bit, you know, where funny. takes over some somebody's house and turns it into a strip club. Funny, funny. They and should look, have had like hey, a, a little great business model low the, overhead. Well, with the yeah. gold club shut down, I'm sure there's a yeah. there's an opportunity in the market Some, there. Somebody's got to dance. All right, this is a very serious story. Disturbing, sickening. Um, I don't say that lightly. So Zion Williams is a ten year old boy found dead in a garbage can behind his Illinois home, wearing only a pair of Spider Man pants. Is believed to died from an accidental self-inflicted gunshot wound. Oh, my God. A detective investigating the circumstances of the boy's death provided sworn testimony in which he stated that two of the victim's siblings told investigators Zion was playing with a loaded firearm before his death. Um, the testimony came in court proceedings for the boy's mother, 37, 37-year-old Sushi Staples. She is facing, this is where it gets disturbing, y'all, she is facing multiple felonies, including obstruction of justice, failure to report the death of a child under 13, I guess it matters between 13 and 14, um, destruction of evidence and concealment of the death, moving a body for allegedly tossing her son's corpse in the trash and leaving him to rot for the better part of a year. Authorities have said, they believe Staples refused to report the child's death because doing so would have prevented her from being able to collect certain state benefits. So for grub subs, she didn't report the, didn't report the death. Mm-hmm. In a preliminary hearing for Staples, Rock Island Police Department detective uh, explained that Zion's two siblings told detectives that Zion died because he was playing with a handgun and accidentally shot himself. And it uh, allegedly happened in the basement. It's not clear who owned the gun Zion was allegedly playing with or how he came into possession of it. Uh, Shepard also testified that when he interviewed Staples, she stated several times that she did not have a son until she finally admitted to moving the little boy's body because she didn't want her other four children to locate his body in the basement. He also noted dryer sheets in every vent of the house likely placed there to conceal the smell of Zion's decomposing mm. body. Police responded to the family home in July and opened a garbage can in the backyard garage, which is where they found Zion's body. Officers arrested her when they found his body. Officials said he appeared to have been inside the canister for at least eight months. They believed he died last December. Heather Tarkazan, a spokeswoman for the Illinois Department of Children and Family Services, calls Zion's death a profound tragedy. When DCFS receives concerns about a child's welfare, they do not meet our statutory uh, purview for an investigation. We refer to the reporter of that case to local law enforcement. In this case, when an anonymous reporter called DCFS hotline in July 2023 and requested a well-being check of the child, that caller was told what our capabilities as an agency are and was encouraged to report their concerns to local law enforcement out of genuine concern. And based on what the call reported, the DCFS hotline worker also made a call directly to law enforcement to ensure that the report was filed And this nastiness is in bail on a $500,000 bond. Mm. Uh, that's so sick. So sick. I mean, how much money could, could I don't know. I, how much money could the state be giving you in, in grub stubs and 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 welfare that you going to leave? And with? you know your other kids are away. I, yeah, I don't it's know. crazy, bro. Crazy. Wow. I don't, I don't get it. Hey, y'all. My wife's biggest struggle this past year was fighting the symptoms associated with menopause. 
hot flashes, mild mood swings, and sleeplessness. She had them all until she tried Hormone Harmony. She was amazed at how much Hormone Harmony reduced her symptoms and supported her mood and her general well-being. Hormone Harmony is not just a supplement for women going through perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause. It's become a phenomenon. Women cannot stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So hormone harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it. But it's perfect for those horrible menopause symptoms that put a woman's life on hold. Hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low moods, poor sleep and feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas, no desire to be in bed next to someone, if you know what I mean. Yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all of these things. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code RLRC at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code RLRC for 15% off today. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seen more health issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. Now, my dog, Phoebe, is the queen of our house, and I can tell you that her health is extremely important to us. She is a part of our family. I watched the video, y'all, and I was amazed by the things I didn't know that could impact your dog's health. This 20-minute video is packed full of tips that I've already started with my dog, Phoebe. I'm noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com RLRC and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com slash R-L-R-C. Okay. Well, we talked about this back on, I guess it was the Monday after the Saturday. So it must have been on the 9th of October that we first talked about what is going on in the Middle East right now. And I want to just give you not a long, uh, but a uh, an update on where things are in case you're like a lot of people out there that just couldn't bear to or can't bear to stand, stare at the TV or listen to the uh, uh, to the stories anymore because some of them are, are pretty tough to hear. But back on the 7th of October, terrorist attacks killed an estimated 1,300 Israelis, including elderly women, children, and some babies. Some of the killings were particularly brutal. They also killed nearly 30 Americans, which a lot of Americans don't realize. 30 Americans are dead. Mm -hmm. To this moment, they're holding nearly 200 hostages. 199 is the official count of hostages still being held in Gaza by Hamas. Over the past 10 days, protests have broken out across the globe, including here in the United States. Many of these protests are happening on college campuses and in big cities. Ivy League institutions like Cornell, Harvard, University of Pennsylvania have uh, been particularly prominent in these protests. The protests were not against the terrorists who launched the attacks on 10-7, but rather they are anti-Israel protests. On Tuesday of this week, 
we were told by the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, CNN, MSNBC, the Washington Post, and many others that an Israeli missile had hit a Baptist hospital inside of Gaza, killing an estimated 500 civilians. All of those news outlets and many others made those reports on Tuesday. Less than a day later, the Department of Defense had gathered all of the evidence necessary, including visual, radar, audio, and video that conclusively confirmed that one, the missile did not come from Israel, two, that it came from inside, not outside, Gaza, meaning it came from either Hamas or it came from another terrorist splinter group inside of Gaza. Three, the missile that hit actually hit the hospital parking lot, which is adjacent to the hospital, not the actual hospital. It's likely there were casualties, sure there were, but with the hospital clearly intact, which we can see from video and pictures following the uh, uh, the explosion, the casualty number would be far, far less than the 500. I've said this before, but it, it, it's so evident. You, you just can't trust the traditional sources of news that we've all trusted in the past, whether it's MSNBC or it's Fox News and everything in between, they all have agendas and they're all, most of those agendas don't include the need to share the truth with you. Mainstream media and the universities are uh, are just, what they're doing in this country and what they've done over the last few years is just uh, unbelievable and, and the impact it's had on, uh, on our youth. And so, uh, Take no pleasure in in telling you any of that, but that is the latest on what is happening there and what's happening around the world in response the, to what's happening. The main there. thing is, you know, the killing is still going on, hostages, uh, uh, and who knows what unreported crimes, rapes, murders, whatever, and ultimately, it's going to be hell to pay, right? And, and more, more murder. Look- Oh, it's not going to be murders. Uh, everybody has the right to defend themselves, and if you don't go in and do what the Israel is about to do, then then it can happen again. But the, like that guy said, he said we're about to hit them so hard they're going to yeah. feel it for generations, which means a lot more death. Yeah, but punch me in the mouth and punch you back. So uh, there's your there's your you know unfortunate yeah. report yeah, on that. There's for all those people on both sides. Not the terrorists. I mean, people getting killed on both sides. Well, I'm about to give you a WTF. What the? Uh, hey, listeners, I want y'all to uh, send in. That's the one second when we don't have a, a thing for it. Y'all send it in. See what, see what you can come up with. And when I saw this story, I was definitely like WTF. WTF. All right. So a man's body was found at an abandoned North Carolina home, but was mistaken for a mannequin. Yeah. I don't know how, but from his mother. Uh, A groundskeeper told authorities that he thought the body of Robert Owens, 34, was a training dummy being used for by law enforcement. Oh, my God. The body of a North Carolina man was found at an abandoned log cabin and was initially assumed to be a mannequin used by police. Authorities reported this on Tuesday. China Grove police identified the victim as Robert Owens. Authorities said they found Owens deceased at a residence. Uh, and during the investigation, it was learned that the groundskeeper saw the body the day before as he was mowing the property. However, the groundskeeper stated he believed the body to be a fake dummy used for training by numerous law enforcement agencies on the property over the last few years and did not report it. Huh. Another worker on the property notified police about a body and you know, police went and investigated that Owens was found face down in the grass with little clothing on him. Don't know how you can do that. Haley shoe. Owens sister, uh, said, uh, mow right beside someone and assume that they're Halloween decorations at a house. No one lives at. He cut around and he didn't get out and move it because you didn't do your job. And then the victim's mother said, I don't know how he was mistaken for a Halloween decoration or a mannequin. She said that the construction worker on the property told the family that Owens had cuts and scrapes on his arm like defensive wounds. Authorities who were investigating the death had said earlier there were no signs of foul play, 
but the family has questioned that. It has to be. He didn't end up here in his socks and underwear face down yeah. by himself. In Louisiana, they could get parish forensic with Roy and the two Christians conduct that independent autopsy. But you know what? Um, he had to mow around the dude. If you're cutting the grass, yeah, you had to mow around the dude because you're too lazy to go. But in his defense, it just hit me. He could just be like, what the fuck? Thing, yeah, thing your brain can't comprehend because you've never seen a DB or a dead body, and you're like, mm, must cops must have left it there. Yeah, no, I, I, and you know the cops mannequins, training mannequins don't have clothes. This right. dude had drawers on it and socks. Oh, it socks. Yeah. Well, they wouldn't know that though. But yeah, it's kind of hard to confuse the two. Uh, well, it's definitely a WTF. It's definitely a WTF. We can give you that. What the? Fuck? That's it. All right, let's do it. Crimes for Monday, and here we go, y'all. And I'm pretty sure everybody in this room has done this and just didn't have cameras back in the day. Um, but a man and who a woman engaged <laughs> in sexual relations inside an MBTA elevator in Boston were arrested this past Monday on Warrens, police said. Officers responded to a report of a couple fornicating in an elevator around 10 hey, p.m. Is that right? illegal? Exactly. In Boston hmm. and learned the suspects were wanted on several warrants out of Boston Municipal Court, according to the transit police. Some some charges uh, the man and woman were wanted for include assault and battery of a dangerous weapon, breaking and entering and assault and battery of a police officer. Uh, this is a tweet issued by the police department, y'all. It says 10, 16, 10 p.m., hashtag MBTA State Street. TPD off responds, I mean, officers respond for a report of a man slash woman engaged in sexual relations inside <laughs> elevator. That's awesome. Officers encountered the duo and determined there were several warrants and blah, 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 blah. Uh-oh. So uh, I swim might know something about the Hyatt elevator with the glass and uh, connected to the Superdome. Yeah. Oh, really? I don't know about mm, that. Mm. I, I can't tell you. The glass that. elevator. Yeah. Hmm. But see, Ele- if you're a cop and you know that, why wouldn't you immediately go to where they're taking the, uh, where the video cameras are and just yeah, wait, 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 watch wait, wait. for a little while before swims, you... Back in Swim's day, there wasn't any kind of cameras like that. Oh, yeah. so you... I'm not saying that I ever did it on the elevators. No, you were talking about swim anyway. You weren't talking about you. Right, someone who isn't me. Elevator's interesting. Yeah. You ever been on an elevator and someone get on like a pretty woman and it's almost like awkward? Yeah. (laughs) Like on the elevator. (laughs) Is he going to rape me? I'm a normal guy, I promise. (laughs) Yeah, and you don't know what to (laughs) say. Don't mind the erection. You don't want to say anything. You get on the elevator, it's packing, somebody farts. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, that's just something to say you did. It, there's there's no good yeah, yeah, sex yeah. in an elevator. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. You can hit the hole button when the alarm goes off, but then people are coming. It'd be kind of like the mile high You can't do it thing. nowadays. Uncomfortable. You know I bet it's a la- lost art. Screwing on the elevator is a lost art because all everybody has camera now. I hadn't even thought about that. 30 Some years. people might like that, though. Yeah, let them watch. Maybe you, him should, watch. Yeah. you should publish a life hack on you know let how to still more. have... Great sex in an elevator, despite I've surveillance had, cameras. I've never had great sex in an elevator. Oh, okay. Well, then don't do that. And I'm a virgin, too. You remember on Eastbound and Down, when, um, what was the guy that owned the car dealership? Played oh, by Will yeah, Ferrell. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, let him watch, <laughs> Betty. <laughs> let him watch. <laughs> we, died, we digress we right digress there. Trust me, watch Eastbound. There, there was some hard to watch. Let the boy watch. Let the watch. It was some very hard to watch. All right, give us some banjos. I was still thinking about the elevator. <laughs> All right, Mike. Swim the Well, the following is a dumb crime of the worst possible kind I could think of ever reporting. All right, here we go. This ought to be good. It is a crime of etiquette. Ah. Dinner parties often involve quality time spent with friends, good food, good wine, good conversations, et cetera. Mm -hmm. One thing they usually don't involve 
is being charged by your host. Mm. Which is why Millicent was absolutely shocked when her friend Daphne threw an unexpected curveball at Millicent and her other dinner guests. At the end of the night, Daphne handed each of the couples a leather folder containing the cost of their meal and providing her <laughs> PayPal and Zelle account what information. The, the four couples were so taken aback by the unexpected bills that each complied with the request. Right. Millicent was so taken aback by the experience that she took to social media to vent about it. Quote, we were invited to a friend's house for dinner. We took a nice bottle of wine with us. We wouldn't ever go empty-handed, she began. We had a good meal. But would you believe that at the end of the dinner, the host couple handed each of us a bill for the evening? I thought, the nerve of this bitch. <laughs> I would never ask anyone to pay for their food if I invited them over. She then asked the Facebook, bo uh, Facebook group, if she was justified in being annoyed and added that she and her husband had already invited this couple that just charged them to their place for dinner in a few weeks and wondered what she should do in response. Everyone was quick to weigh in on the eyebrow-raising saga. One person wrote, what's wrong with some people? If they couldn't afford to host, they shouldn't have asked everyone over and to bring a plate of food. They should have said, come over and we'll get takeout uh, together if y'all don't mind paying for uh, for your share, but yeah. to ask for money afterwards is crazy. I say the only thing worse than a dumb criminal is a cheap host. Yeah, that was pretty. And she deserves some banjos. Yeah, pretty, pretty dumb. She definitely deserves banjo. I've been like, fuck you. I mean, and, go ahead, Mark. I can't believe I had one uh, one guy that when I was in New York, we we you know you work together with people, you you run out. Yeah. In New York City for lunch a lot because you only get just down the elevator outside the building yeah. and you got ten places to choose that are a block on. away. Uh, the elevator you had sex at Dag Hammarskjöld Plaza in uh, New York. <laughs> no, never had never had sex on that. Um, did see the assassination of uh, of what's his Tell name? That Sparks it. right yeah. from there. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, this particular guy would usually two guys. You're going to like a pizza place. Mm. The bill comes. It's eighteen dollars nine nine. Right. All right. This guy would audit the bill and would be like, well, my food was $7.45 and your food was <laughs> $10.55. Like yeah. And I'm we like, really? Yeah. But, yeah. you know, some people yeah. are some just, people are tight, they just they, grow up like that. And that's it's and, all kind of make the world and, go around. Right. I get it. But, you, you but know, charging you're never people my at the end of a meal when you've you're invited never, them all over. You never come over. to my house and having to pay for anything, period. I'm the hostess with the mostess. That's right. Right. Eat that food. Look, I just got like 50 <laughs> texts from people. What? They're mad. And so this is what we're going to do for you people that are still with us right now. All right. We're going to play the let him watch aspect Dude. of Eastbound and Down right here. Okay, look him in the eye, Kenny, in the eye. Well, I'm looking him in his eye. It's all in the eyes, Kenny. Don't blame What you got? Stone cold. Yeah, Stone they are. Piercing through your ass. This is what I'm talking about. A fucking showdown. Potential Ashley Schaefer BMW buyers. Is that what you want? Is that what you want? I don't cry, motherfucker. Let me tell you something. I had a dream about this moment when I was making love to my wife Donna on top of her powerful thrusts, filling the sultry night air, heavy breath. My son Gabriel walked in. Little boy. My wife sprung out of bed and said, No, Gabriel, leave. I said, No, honey. Shut your mouth. Let him watch. Let him watch what is being consecrated here. And I want the people to watch what's going to be consecrated here. And I will bring my son down here and he will watch. He will watch you two battle it here. You two becoming one. Okay? I had. Found this thing the other day, and it was part of something I had done with a group of friends a while ago. And you guys have played FMK, I assume, at some point, right? FMK. Fuck, marry, kill? Um, yeah. So you're given three people, three names. Yeah, I've and heard you, of And it. you have to choose one to F, yeah. one to marry, yeah. and one to kill. Fuck that, I ain't getting married again. And this was... <laughs> and this was... Uh, uh. This was one that, like, stumped the, the whole group... Uh, and I, 
it just so happened to be in this packet of stuff. But these are like the 1990s, the yeah. uh, the three hottest hotties of the 1990s. That's Elle McPherson on the left. I know who Kathy Ireland. Kathy Ireland in the middle. And Did you ever see her when she was the kid? Who's the third one? Uh, it's uh, uh, Rachel Hunter. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not. I don't want to be rude, but I believe her vagina is in a swimsuit. <laughs> so, FMK on this, Woody? I'm not, I'm not touching that. You're not playing yeah, FMK? Ain't playing that. <laughs> we, on, we on air? Recording? Oh, my God. I ain't uh, stupid. I'm sorry, Kathy. I, but, I, I still swim, believe that swim, all, all swim would play about it. real men from Kat, the 90s Kathy all Ar- pick Kathy Ireland. Did you ever see her when she was the field goal uh, kicker? Field goal kicker, yes. <laughs> One of the best ever. What was that? It was, uh, 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 so really bad, to be really a quarterback. bad football yeah, movie. It was great, baby. All right, so it's another This Day in Crime for October 23rd. We're going to go way back to 42 B.C. first. And Marcus Brutus, known simply as Brutus, a leading conspirator in the assassination of Julius Caesar, died by suicide after his defeat at the Second Battle of Philippi. Mm. Or Philippi. Mm. One of those two. Uh, I don't think news-gathering operations were trustworthy enough back in the day yeah. to rely on that well data. that's what they say mm-hmm. i can't i can't verify can it. you can't verify find the original tablet on google the rock the rock <laughs> that they wrote that on doubt doubtful uh 1930 giuseppe joe alio is killed he was known for having a long war with al capone which eventually mm-hmm. led to an ambush and his yeah. death al had nothing to do with that yeah. so that was two no gangsters in chicago Interesting crimes that took place in October 23rd. There you go. What was the year of uh, the uh, Caesar deal? Uh, 42 BC. 42 BC. It's been a minute. Wow. Been a minute. Been a little while. So, without further ado, we love and appreciate each and every one of y'all. Thank you for liking and sharing and doing all that good podcaster shit. Uh, leave us a review if you get a chance, and we love y'all. Shout out to Julius Caesar. Yeah, straight up. If he's listening, yes. Is he the March Ides guy? He's a lifer, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's I think a lifer. He, I think he is. The Caesar salad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, until next time, I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. For Real Life, Real Crime Daily, peace. Aglets. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.